0: get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun.
1: You have to keep going. You, have, you can't give up and you never know what you'll see if you just keep your eyes open.
2: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world.
0: Thanks to Purple for supporting my show. When you have a Purple mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. Get 10% off any order of $200 or more by going to purple.com slash dreamjob10, promo code dreamjob10, terms apply. Also thanks to Faratee. Farati is a family-run brand making high-quality timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. Get 20% off all your summer clothes now by going to faratibrand.com and using the promo code DREAMJOB at checkout. And thanks to Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the number one source of hires that's used by over 3 million businesses worldwide. Get started with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash dreamjob. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Two things I just want to say. One, I had to make some big decisions. I had to choose between the next great adventure and what felt more safe and more comfortable. And I wound up choosing to go back to LA for a few months to pursue a really cool project that I can't wait to share more about with you. And, you know, I realized that there are times where we're trying to make a decision and it's so hard when you're in that trying to make the decision moment. But if you really just breathe, what you realize is that the decision becomes obvious. You feel into your gut and there comes a moment when you just know. And so, and so it is. And so with that, I wanted to say, who would we be if we were willing to listen to our intuition? If we were willing to let go of certainty? If we were willing to not know the outcome? If we were willing to be led by those crazy whispers that make your heart beat fast? Who would we be if we were willing to stop doing what's practical and predictable? We just might walk right into the most magical life. So tomorrow night, I'm doing a free workshop. It's going to be on Zoom. It's going to be 90 minutes. And we're going to talk about how to choose that path. I think one of the hidden blessings in this devastating pandemic is having the pause, the time to reflect, to ask yourself, what do I really want? how do I really want to be living this day every day? We can get so distracted from what we really, really yearn for. So if you want to join me tomorrow night, it's free. It'll be 90 minutes on Zoom. You can go to kathyheller.com slash workshop, and I would love to see you there. The other thing I just want to say is let's all send some collective prayers to the people that we know and the people that we don't know who are right now really, really suffering from the COVID, from the pandemic. It's hit really close to home uh, over the last week and I've lost just tons of sleep, sent so many prayers and um, let's all just do everything we can to, to just really be safe and to keep each other safe and to be as gentle and loving as possible with ourselves and with each other. Now, on a sweeter note, I am really happy because today we are joined by the amazing Gray Malin. He is an internationally renowned photographer, a New York Times bestselling author. He also has a line of gorgeous artwork and lifestyle products on his Gray Malin website. This year, he also launched the Gray Malin app, which is really cool because it allows you to display artwork through your TV and you can feel like you're traveling to a dream destination from the comfort of your own home. He also released a new book in May called Gray Malin, The Essential Collection. It's just this beautiful luxury coffee table book that celebrates the first decade of Gray's fine art photography, featuring legendary images from his most memorable shoots, as well as new material that has never before been seen or published. This book is so stunning you should definitely get a copy. Gray has worked with major brands like Splendid, Sperry, Away. And what I love most about him is that he lets his intuition lead him to these incredible experiences all over the world without trying to plan the next five or ten steps. And he's all about creating that the thing that's going to bring the joy and the fun into our own lives and into other people's homes. He's such a delight. I know you'll love him. Without further ado, please welcome the remarkable... Gray Malin. Great. Thank you so much for making the time to be on the show.
1: Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. This is very exciting.
0: Everything you do is just so damn beautiful that it's ridiculous. You're one of those people that people love to get to know and study because you are so lovable and to be as talented and fancy as you are, but not be pretentious is such a legacy for you.
3: (laughs) Oh. <laughs> um,
0: so tell us more about the the man, the myth, the legend. How did you get to do this?
1: Well, all started in high school. I took a darkroom photography class, um, my junior year, and instantly was sort of obsessed with developing my images in the dark room and I nerded out. I became <laughs> a photography little art nerd and I went off to college, I studied marketing and I minored in photography and I landed this epic internship for Paramount Pictures, took me to LA. I got my first job working for the president of the studio. It was a dream job for many people. And then I, (laughs) uh, the recession hit was 2008. And I, I had this sort of moment where I thought everyone who I'm working with is so passionate about their job. I am not that passionate about film. I I got here via marketing, but I really love photography. And it drove me during this time period where everyone was really sort of struggling to take a step back. And I, I went to my family and I said, Hey, you guys, I know you, you think I'm, I'm just crushing it at Paramount, but I'm actually miserable And I think I want to, to leave. And I think I want to follow um, my heart and try to become a photographer. And that was sort of the biggest step I think I've ever had to take as a, as a human being was just admitting that and literally, you know, as they say, jumping off a cliff.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um, I want to hold that moment for a second, because isn't it amazing how we have this thing called an intuition, Yes. And the amount of resistance and the amount of suffering that we put ourselves through until we finally take the path of least resistance, which is listening to ourselves. And it sets our whole life free. And everyone who is listening knows that feeling. So I really wanted to like stop and punctuate it because to do what you just said you did it's the ultimate gift you give yourself. And it's, it's like the portal, the door to this mystical better life. It is right here. And yet it feels like the hardest, heaviest door. So how did that actually happen? Like what gave you enough oomph that you were going (laughs) to be willing to actually do what you just said you did?
1: I think deep down, I, I, I would never fully be uh, pleased with myself if I didn't give photography a chance. And I was so young. I think I was 21, 22. I thought, oh, I don't have that much responsibility right now. I don't have that much. I have my rent. I've got my car payment. I've got X, Y, and Z payment, but I don't have a ton to worry about. I can go and try this. I don't need to be afraid of this. If there's a time to do it, I felt like at at that point, I was like, this is now. And you're right. That intuition, that intuitive inner voice was speaking and I was listening and I was like, this is it. I'm going to give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, I can literally go back and get another job in the entertainment world. I clearly had had a wonderful start and I think for me, what's interesting about my story was in 2008 and 2009, the art gallery world was just suffering. Galleries were closing left and right with the recession. People were not, you know, changing their spending habits. And I was taught that I needed to find a gallery to represent me, but I couldn't do that. It didn't work out. So I went to where I knew I could do something myself without having to rely on anyone else. And that was a very small flea market in West Hollywood. That's every Sunday. It's somewhere I went before I started to become a photographer. (laughs) And I, I walked through and I thought, wow, there are no photographers selling their work. Like, this is so interesting. There's just some artists in here. And that, for me, was the light bulb where I thought I could sell my work here. And then it was also the courage and not being afraid of that, and thinking this is my own. I literally, I'm doing it for myself, and I don't really care what you know judgment I might get. And do you think my parents were thrilled about this? No, they were like, "Our son is crazy. He left this big job, and now he's." selling his fine art photography in a flea market. And lo and behold, every Sunday I met new people. I got feedback and it led me to this one young woman who came in my booth and she asked me if I ever thought about selling my work online. And 10 years ago, let me tell you, none of us were buying a lot of things online, let alone artwork. So it was a truly kind of shocking idea to me. And it is where I got thanks to the flea market. Thanks to this young woman. Thanks. You know, the fact that I put myself out there, I was able to move into the online space rather quickly, but it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have done those steps. You know, I think it's really important for those listening that when you have an idea You've really gotta go for it. You can't sit there and think it's gonna to come to you. You, you know, I had to really go to an uncomfortable space, face some you know, critique from friends and family, but it's what set me free um, and is what gave me the channel that I still am on, which is, you know, I've, I've launched this whole world online and I did it at a time when people weren't doing it. I got there first thanks to what I just explained.
0: It's phenomenal. And you just said the word courage. Often we talk to listeners and they tell me that they have a business problem. And I say, it's not a business problem. It's a courage problem. And what you just said, you were disproportionately rewarded for that sentence when you said, and you can't just sit there, you have to just do this thing. If you feel it, you have to just do it. Yeah. how many people have had a thought like that or heard an idea that they something lit them up about it, but then there's all the overthinking, there's all the imposter syndrome and they just don't do anything. And here you were, you're like, courage. It's called courage, right? Yeah. And I love this story so much. And who you are is just like, what's really shining through it because you keep coming back to, and then I had to reflect in myself and you keep saying, and I had to deal with some pushback from friends, and like that is so beautiful because that's the parallel piece of the business piece as you keep reflecting on that, and then somehow you have the strength to say, and then I just kept going anyway, which yes. says a lot about who you are, and I have a feeling just from the two minute conversation we had before we jumped on and you said you had kids, and you're married and you have this home you're you're making a lot of very big grown up decisions that I can already tell you've had to have this as a lifeline listening to yourself trusting yourself to make these decisions that's part of just everything you do isn't it
1: it is and i also think when i listen to other other stories of how people started companies and and so forth so much of it is you have an idea but it's listening to the feedback that you're receiving about what you're trying to do. And for me, I went to that flea market and hung new work and I got direct feedback. And from that, I realized that people were looking for artwork that made them feel great, made them feel joyful. It brought them somewhere happy. And I thought, wow, I, in stunning photography in school, it wasn't about joy and humor. It was a little bit more about sort of a little more serious. So it helped me navigate by listening to the feedback. It helped me create the the lifestyle that I am, where I am today, but it made me dedicate kind of myself to a motto, which I still have today and it's make every day a getaway. And I thought if if I want to be a photographer, I don't want to do weddings. I don't want to do portraits. I want to make fine art and I want to make fine art that takes people somewhere joyful And I decided that back in the flea market and have, you know, stuck to it to this moment right now while we're recording this. And I think that listening is so important, but you have to ultimately be the one who's like fearless and people in the flea market for every good thing I heard. I also heard not great things, (laughs) but yeah, it's part of the journey.
0: I want to put everything you just said in neon lights, because I hear this so often that as soon as someone thinks about taking a passion and turning it into a profit, they feel like, well, I'm going to have to sell out because I'm going to have to then all of a sudden understand what the market wants. And what you just said was that was such a gift. It was a gifting to hear that Traditionally, what makes someone an artiste is doing something dark and morose, and yet there were human beings who needed to feel good, and I heard that. And that's also, again, to me, a sense of your courage, because for some reason, that is not typically what is praised in the artistic world, is stuff that feels good, and you did that. And it is so gorgeous. And I love that motto. And every piece of yours I've seen, that is how it feels. It is a feeling of jumping into the sidewalk, right? And going somewhere else.
1: Yeah. My first big series, I'm from Dallas, Texas originally. And growing up, my parents, they love this teeny town in West Texas called Marfa. And no one had heard of it 10 years ago. And now it's like quite well known, but I shot this series out there with the help of literally my cousin my dad my mom some cowboys some people from the town (laughs) and what was interesting was that people didn't believe that there was this Prada art installation in on the side of the highway in Texas and I was like wow I sat in the flea market telling people that it was real. And I thought, this is so fun. I I love that I can create images that people think are Photoshopped. I was like, it's great. It's conversation. It's something you could hang in your house and your friend would walk in and be like, whoa, Kathy, like, what is this? Like, where did you get this? And I think it ignited this idea that if you can make work that starts conversation, that makes people happy, that brings people together, then you are definitely on the right path. And I think it went from there to a fateful day. I found myself in Miami trying to get a picture of a swimming pool and I couldn't get access to the right spot to take the picture. So I Googled helicopter comma Miami and ended up accidentally for the first time in my life in a helicopter shooting (laughs) above the beaches of Miami. And it it, it spawned like a worldwide journey for me to go and capture and document the most beautiful beaches I could possibly get to from a doorless, windy, crazy helicopter ride. (laughs) And people loved it. It was like this, it was before drones. It was before sort of this, it was a time when people hadn't seen that perspective and I thought wow like photography is so powerful I mean everyone seemed to be able to relate to that aerial beach because everyone almost everyone out there knows what a beach is or has been to a beach and um, or aspires to go to a beach and it's interesting how powerful photography became in this range of joy and uplifting others and, and and staying in this sort of this, this brand motto that I have of make everyday getaway. And it's been 10 years of just like such a wild ride.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. I love the synchronicity of your trying to get this angle and you can't. So you Google helicopter comma Miami, which (laughs) literally was the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb of your life, which led you to something that, it like, it came to you. Like it just literally came right to you. And that's what people listening, I want them to hear is that everybody's willing to start down the path. As long as they see the ending or the master plan, they want the certainty when at the same time, everybody wishes for something magical, but the magic is only going to come when you're willing to let go of certainty and then you didn't know when you woke up that morning that you'd wind up in a helicopter that day. <laughs> and then there you were doing it over and over and over again. And it like started a whole new quantum level of your business.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. That story is such a good one and I'll, I'll tell it quickly. But I went to Miami because I had a photograph I had taken of a swimming pool from above as my computer screensaver, and I, I looked at it every day, and I thought, God, this image is so like makes me want to go to the pool and jump in. It's just so like fun, and and then one day looking at it, I thought I should shoot more pools. I should get up and try to shoot more pools from like a hotel balcony. And then I was there in Miami. They wouldn't let me up on the roof. <laughs> of course, um, I don't know what I was thinking. Got in the helicopter a rainstorm, like a little rain cell came off the Atlantic over Miami. And when I got to this pool, the helicopter, it was all gray and cloudy. And I looked down and I was like, there's no one there. It's, God, this isn't meant to be for me. And in that minute, I lowered my camera down for my face. And that's when I looked up at the horizon and saw the beach. I could see this wide, white sand of South beach. And I said to the pilot, do you mind if we quickly just fly over the beach? I'd love to see it. And I had no idea it was going to be there. I mean, it just rained, but that's where I saw the umbrellas, the chaise lounge chairs, the repetition, the symmetry, the, the kind of canvas that the beach was. And it was in this moment of total defeat that I looked up and saw what would become this huge part of my career. So it's like for those out there even when you're on the path of trying to do what you love and make a business you you have to keep going. You have you can't give up and and you never know what you'll see if you just keep your eyes open and I guess that's really what I want everyone to hear. I definitely had no idea I was going to stumble onto that beach that day. It was totally <laughs> an amazing moment. And you're right. I didn't wake up that morning and think I was gonna get in a helicopter, let alone see that beach.
0: That is a story I'm going to retell 1000 times. It is so mesmerizing. And it's like that roomy quote, what you seek is seeking you. Like you had no idea that was coming, but when you are available to see the clues, like I use the analogy, which is a camera analogy, a lot of like open the aperture, like look, right? Because a lot of times the camera sees more than we see, right? We see through our like bias. We see through what we look for the evidence of, but a camera takes the actual picture of like what's there. And when you as a person are willing to keep seeing, like you said, I looked up, right? I looked up and there's a part of you and that's inherent in who you are. That just keeps, this keeps being sort of the. The little dots that connect to the next lily pad is like, but wait, there must be another clue. And there it was.
1: Exactly. And I think once that project got underway, I went from Miami to Hawaii to, I literally went everywhere I could as fast as I possibly could and put them online for for sale and people, the response was tremendous you know, that's when I sort of started to get the funding. I thought, what other crazy ideas do you have? What other kind of <laughs> wild, joyful projects can, can you make? And it led me to Antarctica where oh my I God. floated, uh, <laughs> pool floats out against the icebergs and put umbrellas up on the like icy tundra and photographed trying to like say something about you know, the beach, but also global warming. And it led me to Australia where I found a sheep farmer, a third generation sheep farmer who let me literally dye his sheep with a vegetable rinseable dye and shoot them in a field where I was trying to make art about individuality and like not everyone being a white sheep, but standing up in the crowd. And like the projects were all so fun. And then there was this moment where I went to Bolivia and worked on a project in this largest salt flat in the world. It's roughly the size of Connecticut. If you can imagine Connecticut, completely covered in salt, looks like you're on Mars. And I was like, are there any animals that live out here? It'd be really fun if we could <laughs> maybe work with the animal. And they're like, yeah, we actually have llamas and I was like oh llama I was like what f-? I forgot what they look like and sure enough we have some llamas come out we end up draping these balloons on their back got this photograph and I mean I had no idea llamas were going to become like this literally when I go to a kid's store for my kids right now it's like there's a whole llama section Everything Correct. Is llama Correct. <laughs> but it was just this journey. And that was what was available. And I had no idea what I was really doing. And I think that's important as well, because I was just trying to make art. And I was hoping people would love it. And sometimes you just have to listen to yourself and and keep going. The Sheep from Australia never did great. But the llamas, like, it's the cover of my 10 year monograph book that recently came out. And That was a shot from early on in my career, like 2013, maybe, maybe seven or eight years ago. But it's funny. I also shot Mylar balloons. I started shooting Mylar balloons. Like I thought they were so funny. I went to Joshua Tree and I put, by the way, I I don't use helium. We use, like we inflate them and then there's a piece of tape that we run across and then stick the balloons on. Otherwise I tried once inflating them. It's a nightmare. They blow everywhere. But we tried to spell the word dessert in the desert, <laughs> like these funny ideas. And then we end up shooting the word I am busy above the water in the Caribbean. And like it just became such a pop culture sort of photograph and mylar balloons are now at every single birthday party every time someone turns 25 or 30 everyone's got the balloons it's like they couldn't be more popular it's so funny how things just like unfold over time and I'm just so grateful that I went around the world with mylar balloons in my bag shooting them because it's it's just you trying to do your own thing
0: You know, it's so fun. It's just like being in a candy factory to listen to you talk because you are so willing to let go of control and the whimsy of just letting it take you on a ride, right? That is like true divine inspiration. It's so fun. And most people are just not willing to let it take them. And so- it's really fun to listen to you be like, yeah. And then I just thought, let's do this. So then we did, and we didn't know what would happen. We didn't know what would happen. Like you keep saying that we didn't know what would happen and we did it anyway, because it just felt like fun. And that's such a gorgeous example to give your kids, right? It's like that that's how you're living your life. I love this conversation, but before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsors. This summer, I'm most excited to spend more time at the beach and going on walks with my family, and Farti has the perfect outfits for the summer. Whether it's their shirts, dresses, shorts, or more, their products fit so well, and it feels like you could have had them for years. They also prioritize sustainable fibers like organic cotton, ethically sourced cashmere, recycled polyester, linen, and hemp. Plus, they strive to use non-toxic dyes and water efficient processes. It's a family run brand making high quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. And they're so confident in the quality of their stuff that they have a lifetime guarantee of quality. So no matter what, they're gonna replace or fix your clothes forever. One of my favorite pieces from Ferity is the Water crew neck. It's super soft and comfy, and the material is pretty lightweight, so I can wear it for a casual outing at the beach when it gets cooler. It's also the perfect sweater when I just want to lounge around the house. They have shorts and dresses, hoodies, jumpsuits, pants, all kinds of other apparel on their site, so go check it out. You can get 20% off all your summer clothes now by going to feritybrand.com and using the promo code DREAMJOB at checkout. That's F A H. E R T Y brand.com with promo code DreamJob at checkout to get 20% off your summer clothes. When you're trying to grow your business, it's important to find people with the right skills. And now you can find those perfect candidates with indeed assessments. Indeed is a job site that makes hiring incredibly simple, fast and smart. Just attract interview and hire all in one place with indeed instant match. Just post a sponsored job and you can immediately see a list of quality candidates whose resumes fit your job description. You can even invite them to apply right away. And according to indeed data can, Candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search alone. Plus, with Instant Match, Indeed data shows that 90% of employers get quality candidates from Indeed's resume database as soon as they sponsor a job post. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So go join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. You can get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Indeed.com slash DreamJob. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So. Yeah. And then you've done so many things, like you said, like the things that you've done have become like iconic and then people get inspired by them. And then you made this app recently. Tell us about that. What was that whole journey about?
1: I think when people, when you hit like a decade in business, people always ask you, what's next? Like, what do you, what's the next decade look like? And you're kind of like, oh, just like I've been sprinting for a decade, but sure. Let's talk about the next decade. <laughs> And for a while, I've talked to like my close friends and I always kept telling people, I really think that the art world and digital technology are gonna merge. I mean, if if you think about even myself going from a physical flea market to launching online and creating a direct-to-consumer business model, it's all digital, right? And then you start to think about how are we going to experience art in the future. And two years ago, it, it was like a no brainer to me. I was like, we should start to work on a really affordable way for people to display art in their homes. And it literally drives me bonkers that we have this television that when it's off, it's just this blank black screen. And I always think it should be a piece of art. And yes, like Apple and televisions come with these screen savers, but No one is really using them yet. And I think with COVID and what's happened recently, everybody really wants their home and their environment to feel uplifting and joyful and so forth. So we thought, let's really dive in and do this. So we built an app it's available for anyone who has an Apple TV um, at this time. And you can download it just like you would type in Netflix. Like if you were on your Apple TV, you type in Netflix, you type in Gray Mailin. It's free and it comes with a couple free images. But basically, it's like a curated way to experience art in your living room or wherever you have your television in your house. If, if most people still have televisions, I think, um, <laughs> where you can change up art seasonally, you can change it up literally every hour it can change. You can buy one image and just have that one image on display every time your television turns off. Yeah. I just feel like the future of displaying art will be digital. People will definitely still have artwork in their homes. There's no doubt about it, but so we recently launched that and it's interesting, you know, what, what I realized early on was that a lot of people felt like the art world was too exclusive and even myself, I remember going into galleries, the the person working there sort of looks at you up and down and just ignores you like very uninvited. I I didn't feel like it was very inclusive. So I wanted to make a world where people felt really included. So that's why I launched graymail.com originally. You can sit in your pajamas at home and come in and scroll around the world and you're a part of it. You're, you're totally invited on this journey with me. And I think over the years, I realized that artwork's still expensive. So, how can we make this more <laughs> accessible for people? So, we launched things like double sided puzzles and iPhone cases. And we've had wonderful collaborations where you can buy into the brand idea and the photography. And that's the beauty of books, too. Like, I, I've got six books they are, you know, much more affordable than the art. And the app to me was the ultimate, I think that art in general, moving forward should be more affordable for people. And the digital space is a great way to offer that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to talk about your latest book, which came out in May, but I also wanted to ask you a question that a lot of our listeners say, which is, you know, I want to follow my passion, but I have a hard time thinking about it because it's not curing cancer, you know? So how am I doing something good for the world if I'm taking photos or making cupcakes? Like, shouldn't I be, you know, working in a salt mine? Like people just don't seem to get that you can actually add so much of what human beings need in the world by doing things that you also love to do. And in this conversation, there's a felt sense knowing as you're speaking that what you're doing is giving oxygen to people, right? But it's not necessarily what people think when you're like, okay, well, does what you do solve a problem? Does what you do add? And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to charge money for it. Like, am I actually, like, who am I to charge for this? What do you think about that? Because you do so much that you love doing, but people also pay for it. And you've made a business doing something that brings people a lot of joy that you also do. You, you make money from doing and you like it. How do you think people could start to reframe doing things that bring them joy and being paid Mm. well to do them?
1: I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I can can speak for myself, but all I know is that I truly found something in life that gave me something I didn't have before. And it it allowed me to, to have a freedom. And like in high school, I was so bad at art. I still, am truly the, I'm terrible at at art, but I'm really, I found photography and I was like, wow, this is the art world, but it's totally different. And I was terrible at sports. I was supposed to be good at athletics. I was supposed to be good at so many other things. And this is sort of where I found my passion, right? And I believe that if you're out there listening and you have a passion, and if that passion is making cupcakes or making photographs or making beautiful cheese boards, I think that for me, I had no idea when I took my leap of faith that I would inspire so many people. When I see my work hanging in people's homes and I see how it affects their day-to-day life, it it, it is absolutely the most incredibly rewarding part of of my job. And it is not curing cancer, (laughs) but is it bringing in smiles to people? Is it adding this wonderful element of joy to someone's day-to-day life. Every time they glance over and see that photograph or see one of our products on their desk, or maybe just have a digital photograph or we have digital zoom backgrounds. (laughs) It's been like extremely rewarding for me. I wish I could cure COVID, but in this past year with all the challenges that we've faced, it was interesting at my company, we were all trying to ask ourselves a little bit, I think more about what do we do? And at the same time, we were realizing that our website was having insane traffic and people were flocking to the brand because we were offering a sense of escapism, which is really what the brand is all about. It's making every day a getaway. It's making you feel like you're far away. And suddenly in a time where people were going through a difficult place, we became this shining light for people. And that was so rewarding. And I mean, I would have never thought in a million billion years that that would be the case. And you just never know when you take your leap of faith, how it will affect others and what you might actually be doing for other people. So you can't shy away from it.
0: Mm, It's so beautiful. Yeah. All of the little moments that added up to how many smiles you gave people and how much people needed it really needed it.
1: And also people who ask themselves, like, who am I to do this? I mean, who was I to go to a flea market? Like if I was supposed to go to a gallery and get a gallery to represent me and you know I was breaking the rules I I mean technically I was I was just trying to do something in a way that I could actually literally do it and somehow make some income from it so I think if you're asking yourself if you're doubting yourself you should just remember the flea market. Like there's an uncomfortable period in the beginning for a lot of people when you start something. Like I definitely ask myself, who am I to be doing this? Like I'm standing here in a parking lot uh, uh, in West Hollywood with my artwork clipped onto to a 10 by 10 tent that, <laughs> you know, I'm opening myself up for critique. And I think that that's a normal question, but you have to remember that, like, that's how I got to where I needed to go. That's how I met and talked to the right people. So you are meant to do things. It's just that there's a period of uncomfortable figuring it out in the beginning. And I'm so grateful for that time, but it was very hard. So it's like, you have to know that it's not, it's not all going to come you know, out of the gate. It's just a, there's a yeah. period and you yeah. have to be um, have courage.
0: I love the idea of breaking the rules. Like you said, we had a guest on, you may know him, Patrick Kane. Do you know him? He designs furniture. Yes. He, I think also like went to like a, like a Pasadena flea market or something. And then uh, was written about an apartment therapy. And then it was like, he started selling these like tree trunks. (laughs) Um, He would put cement on these tree trunks and $5,000 later. I was going to ask you, because it's such a fun moment to hear about. I'm curious about it. The very first one you sold, your very first piece, do you remember how much you sold it for? Do you remember what it was? The very first time you made money from your photography.
1: I do remember it. Um, It was my very first Sunday in the flea market. At the time I was selling black and white travel Photographs that I had shot when I studied abroad in college, and a young woman came in, and she bought. I believe it was they were thirty five dollars each, and she bought three, and she asked if she could have three for, was it three for a hundred? And I oh was like,
0: "My God,
1: yeah!" I was like, "That's." great. Like, I forget we're in a flea market. We can haggle here. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, I think she got a photograph, two or three photographs that I'd taken in London, but it was amazing. And I thought I'm a success. I made a hundred dollars. I did it.
0: <laughs> That's but amazing.
1: I think I have a photograph with her somewhere, but yeah, it was a very memorable moment. I think I sold like 15 prints that first Sunday. So wow. it, was, it was great.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, I have a few more things to ask you, but first, just a quick thanks to our sponsor. Doesn't it seem like the world's against us from getting a good night's sleep this time of year? I've been in Florida, and in the summer, it can get pretty hot even at night, but when you have a purple mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. That's because only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool even when it feels like a thousand degrees out. I love how the material is really comfy and bounces back so you don't get that, oh my gosh, I'm stuck... You know that feeling you have with memory foam. Plus it's super supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck and hips, which is important to me because I don't want to wake up feeling so sore. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now you're going to get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash dreamjob10 and use promo code dreamjob10. That's purple.com slash dreamjob10, promo code dreamjob10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more purple.com slash dream job, 10 promo code dream job, 10 terms apply. One of the things that people ask all the time is, well, why should I do this? If there's already other photographers, you know, like there's a million other people podcasting. Why should I start a podcast? There's a million other bakeries and coffee shops. What, what do you think about that? When, when you obviously were had photographers that you were inspired by, but you didn't let that stop you from adding your perspective so, what do you think when people say that well there's already genius people out there? Why would people want to buy my photographs?
1: I mean, I would say, like after listening to this so far, I mean, I truly had no idea I was going to become an aerial photographer right. <laughs> so I think yes there photography has become so insanely popular, and you know everyone has a camera on their phone, but it's part of the the ride. I think you you learn as you go. And if you don't get on the ride, you're never going to fully learn it and, and get there. Everyone has to start somewhere. And it's normal to be inspired by other photographers for sure, but you never know when you might end up in a helicopter feeling sick to your stomach, (laughs) totally defeated, and then look up and, and see a subject matter that will inspire you and take you around the world. So I am proof that you shouldn't shy away from something just because it's a popular field. It's just, they're waiting for people like you and your people out there to come and make their mark and take it to the next level. I feel like I'm still on this ride 100%. Like, We released a series last year where I shot dogs living at the Beverly Hills hotel. And it's like our most popular series right now. And we have a new project coming out in September called the dogs of New York city. And it's dogs living at the Plaza hotel and at the top of 30 rock and at central park and at Bergdorf Goodman. And so suddenly I'm like super into dogs. Like, (laughs) so don't shy away from something. I didn't know when I started, I was going to end up in helicopter. I didn't know I was going to end up shooting dogs and I don't know what I'm going to be shooting in five years. So I think you've got to go for it and, and have fun.
3: (laughs) I
0: know, right. We miss out on that whole have fun part of our journey. Everyone's so wanting to be practical. And then you get to be 90 and you're like, I forgot to have fun.
1: Yeah. So true. It's tough. It's easier said than done, but COVID I think has been a time where we all got to kind of stop hustle and we hustle and we hustle. And then you, we kind of all had to stop and look up at where we were in our life and sort of think about what is important to us. And it was a st- kind of a, a stop for a lot of people. So, I mean, I think almost everyone I know questioned their job and where they kind mm-hmm. of were headed and and maybe thought about a different direction they could be heading and, And those moments are important in life. It's too bad it happened over a pandemic, but, you know, if there's a silver lining, maybe it's just remembering to sort of stop and check yourself every now and then make sure you're heading where you want to go. And if you're not come and listen to Kathy's podcast (laughs) for inspiration.
0: You're so, so generous. And what about your latest book that came out in May? Everyone should have that because probably flipping through those pages would inspire you to maybe come home to yourself and go, where do I really get lit up? What really? So tell us just one quick thing, like what's your favorite part of this book or what do you hope that when people have this and pour through it, what are you hoping that they feel?
1: This book, it is my... One, two, three. This is my fourth like proper coffee table book. Mm -hmm. But it is for an artist, I think a dream come true because it's 350 pages. It's about eight pounds. (laughs) It's it's an oversized book. It's like, I forget, 11 by 14 inches, but huge book. It's got this beautiful cloth bound. Mm. And anyways, it's everything that like, when I was kind of growing up and I would stumble across these books at like Barnes and Nobles, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, flipping through was just unbelievable. And to have been able to make this book and look back on the last decade and and all that, it's, it's a retrospective, right? or they call it a monograph. It is truly a dream come true for me oh. as an artist. I didn't know if Starting out, you know that I would ever get to go from the flea market to have this—I would say almost like stamp of approval from the publishing world of like, mm-hmm. this is an artist. He's got his name on a book. All my other books are called like Beaches, Escape, Italy. It's not called Gray Malin. like Essential you know,
0: Collection.
1: It's like, hey, this guy's an an actual—he's the real deal photographer. But my intention with with the book was to write an opening about how important it is for everyone to be themselves and authenticity takes you places. And here is where it took me here. The first chapter is my black and white early work that I sold in the flea market. I shot a woman in a polka dot dress in LA, New York, and Paris. And then it opens into me experimenting with Polaroids and color and how I shifted into color And from there into digital photography and all the fun projects. I mean, we talked about a lot, but don't forget, I shot a series of horses wearing wigs in Iceland. (laughs) And there are a sea of pool rings in Barcelona. Anyways, it's just this great big journey. The book is truly meant to lift your spirits and be a, a fun source of inspiration and also a decorative fun object for your home. And I'm thrilled with the book. Amazon is so nuts. The book is retails at $70, but it has been on there on and off for $39. So if you're on Amazon and you see it at like less than $50, I would grab it. It goes from like 39 to $68. <laughs> I'm like who's controlling these Amazon prices, but it's a dream come true. It's just, it's my story of 10 years. And I hope that anyone who gets to look at it or, or bring one home is inspired in some way. Um, it definitely will take you on a vacation. That's for sure. It's all seven continents.
0: <laughs> you are so inspirational. And gosh, I'm just sitting here thinking how fun it must be to be you and go to Barcelona and go to Iceland. And, and then here you are sitting in Michigan like you could be anywhere and you still have something in you that like, you know, appreciates just simple things. And that's really cool.
1: Oh, I really appreciate you having me on to share my story. And I hope that anyone out there who listens can feel inspired in some way. I love that's already
0: happened. (laughs) Oh, that's happened a thousand times already. Everyone's so excited having heard you and full hearts a lot of full hearts so tell them where they can follow along your journey and find you and and all the things
1: Uh, there's um three great ways the website www.graymalan.com is where the world of Mailin exists and then there's the at graymalan instagram which is a delightful joyful follow for your feed and then personally i am on I'm on Instagram at, at @graymelan_personal, and it's just my life behind my camera and being silly. So <laughs> that's where I live. And welcome everybody, and hope you come take a peek.
0: Oh, uh, for sure. We'll put all the links in the show notes and everything else. But this was really, really, really fun. I feel lighter having just gotten to listen to you for an hour. It was really such a treat. Thank you so
1: much. Ah, you're so welcome. Thank you, Kathy, for having me.
0: It was so fun. That was such a treat. How special is he? Okay. Here are the takeaways. Number one, when you have an idea, you really have to go for it. Don't wait and expect that it's going to come to you. Number two, you can have the idea, but you have to listen to the feedback. Number three, make every day a getaway. Just go for it and have fun. Number four, in a moment of defeat, look up and make it a turning point. You never know what you're going to find when you keep your eyes open, be available to see the clues. Number five, you don't always have to know what you're doing. Listen to yourself and keep going. Number six, you never know who you can inspire when you follow your passion, bring smiles to other people and add a wonderful element of joy to someone else's day. You can become the shining light during difficult times. Number seven, you learn as you go. It's part of the ride. And number eight, don't shy away from something just because other people are already doing it. There are people waiting for you to come and make your mark. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I know you have tons of things to be doing, so it really means the world that you're here. We have so many good guests coming on the show, so subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify or wherever you listen, and I'd love to know what you think about this show, so please leave a rating and a review. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at the free workshop. You can sign up. It's going to be August 17th at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can sign up for free to join me on Zoom kathyheller.com slash workshop. And if you know someone who also wants to find that path and start living in that feeling of waking up, doing what you were meant to do, then invite them because it's free. And I've got so much good stuff planned for you in those 90 minutes. So you don't want to miss out. You guys are the best. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you tomorrow. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
3: Car won't start when he broke your heart. The lights all turn to red when you pay the cost. When your dream gets lost, spinning circles in your head. Hey, what do you say? Do you call it?